On April 7, 1993, 42-year-old Monica L. Bercier-Wicker was out at a bar with her friends called The Body Shop in Aberdeen, South Dakota. At the end of the night, she left with an unknown person, and two months later, her decomposing body was found in the James River. This is the unsolved murder of Monica L. Bercier-Wicker. I forgot my intro. Hey, dead people. It's your host, Lexi Chef. And oh my lord, I have missed saying that. Uh, I have missed you guys. I am so sorry for not posting. And I'm sorry for everyone that comes back every week and still looking for the episodes. So I am back. And tomorrow is Halloween already. Hello? Where did October go? Um, well, today, actually, because y'all are listening to this on Monday, hopefully. If y'all aren't listening on Monday, y'all listen to the day after. What are you doing? No, I'm just kidding. Um, but I think this is a perfect day to get back in the gist of things in the spooky realm of unsolved cases, you know? Also, um, don't forget to check us out on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and i'm still i'm trying to get us back on apple podcasts because they so rudely took us off so everyone um go protest at apple podcasts no i'm just kidding please don't do that y'all it's me editing and um i'm just here to say that our podcast is actually on apple Podcasts now but they are in a really weird order so i think the first episode is the actual first episode so it goes brenda condon tina fails tamala horsford then angela cheryl and trudy darby so yeah just to let y'all know so definitely don't go petition or not p- protesting yeah okay yeah uh but yeah so everyone if you have friends whatever um who listen on apple podcasts tell them to download spotify because i'm only on there right now and i'm so sorry so tell your children tell your friends tell your mom tell your dad tell your dog tell your cat tell your lizard tell someone i don't uh, tell your mayor you know so today's case is extremely weird it has a lot of just weird elements to it, it has a really weird vibe so yeah i mean we're just gonna get into it not keep the intro too long aka like five minutes um so this is the case of monica l bercier wicker so this gorgeous gorgeous lady she was born and raised in belcourt north dakota on the turtle mountain band of the chippewa reservation she was twice married and she had three children Two of her children lived with their father in Fort Yates on the Standing Rock Sioux Tribe Reservation at the time of her murder. Her youngest son lived with her and her husband in Aberdeen, South Dakota. People said that Monica was always singing and dancing, and she even loved playing the piano. So she was like the whole package, you know? Oh, that's... No. (laughs) 
Anyway, we're moving on. Uh, her daughter told Dateline that she had the most beautiful voice and she'd start singing and it would put everyone at ease. Monica was, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where I was going with this. Actually, I didn't know where I was going with that. Monica found out she was going to become a grandmother. Her daughter, Tanya, started her senior year in the fall of 1992 when she found out that she was pregnant. She was originally really, really scared to tell her mother because, as any teenager would be, honestly, but she was really scared mostly because she thought her mom was going to be disappointed in her. She told her mom, and Monica was actually just really shocked and kind of sad, but she quickly changed her mind and was like, oh yeah, I'm going to be the best grandmother out there, like, she started making plans for that baby. She was just over the moon excited. And eventually, she asked Tanya to move in with her so she could take care of the baby while she went to college. But sadly, she would never actually meet her granddaughter. Monica was very social and she liked going out and hanging out with her friends. And her husband was the complete opposite. He was kind of like a homebody, just like to chill out at home. And I mean, honestly, everyone said that that really kind of worked for them. They were both just really happy together. And I know I'm kind of jumping around, but Monica also loved visiting her children, even though there was a three hour uh, drive between homes. So in April of 1993, Monica was 42 years old and she was living with her second husband and youngest son in Aberdeen, South Dakota. And there was one night, April 7th, she wanted to go to this local bar called The Body Shop. Anyway, um, where she planned to have drinks with her friends after work. So she asked her husband to drive her there and since he preferred to stay home obviously he just like dropped her off and so they hung out at the bar you know had some drinks had some fun maybe danced hopefully she danced because that would be sad if she didn't but anyway so since she hadn't driven there at the end of the night she got a ride from the couple that she knew but there was another man there he was a little strange mysterious man and authorities still don't know who that was but they dropped off that man at his vehicle which was parked at another location and monica 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 that girl decided to go with that man which rule number one don't do that don't Unless you know that person. Maybe she knew him. I don't know. Anyway. But. Sorry. And that was the last time that she was seen alive. And that's why you don't go anywhere with strangers. Especially in their cars. Except on Halloween if they have candy. Just kidding. Don't do that. Don't go trick-or-treating at cars. So this is where I get a little frustrated. So. She had a very very large family she was one of 10 siblings and they were all super duper close and she lived with her husband and her son but they um didn't report her missing till april 26th 
And I remind you, she went to the blah, 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 blah. that's how frustrated i am she went to the bar on april 7th and she wasn't reported missing until april 26th tell me that's not suspicious tell me that's not suspicious at all and so her husband reported her missing to the aberdeen police department where chief deputy um from brown county dave lensman uh was put in charge of searching for her detectives talked with her friends and family and also neighbors and searches were conducted throughout the community and the rural parts of the county but there were absolutely no signs of monica tanya said that the whole month was a blur and she kept waiting for her to call but she never did and this this part breaks my heart so much um so tanya's high school graduation tanya was monica's daughter uh came around in may and she knew that if her mother were still alive that she would be there she monica or tanya sorry said that she remembers standing in the gym with her capping gown on just hoping she would show up but when she didn't walk through those gym doors she knew that something bad happened to her her heart was aching and she knew that she was gone on june 16th 1993 which was about two months after monica disappeared a person was canoeing the james river and when they saw something super strange so they decided to call 911 when authorities arrived at the scene they found monica's clothed badly decomposed body in the james river just outside of aberdeen and let me tell you this body was so badly decomposed that they had to identify her through dental records but also they couldn't even identify how she died but they were smart and foul play was suspected and investigators treated her case like a homicide and according to chief deputy lensman he said that it was a big deal around here for a long time, and it still is. It's a cold case, but we've never stopped working on it. While deputies were working on this case, there were some slight murmurs going around that Monica's case wasn't being treated as a priority or just like everyone else's cases because she was a native woman. Now, I haven't found much on that, so I don't know if it's true or not, but Monica's case was one of many mentioned in the Savannah's Act or the MMIW Missing Murdered Indigenous Women Act, which reforms law enforcement and justice protocols appropriate to addressing missing and murdered Native women. And the initial version of this bill passed the U.S. Senate on December 6, 2018. Chief Deputy Lundsman told how there were numerous suspects but not enough information to charge anybody and bring the case to a close. And of course, one of the biggest challenges that investigators were facing was the two and a half week gap between the last sighting of Monica and her being reported missing. This is why, if you suspect that anybody is missing, please, I don't care if they're usually a runaway or they run away all the time, report them missing because you never know. 
So Monica's daughter, Tanya, has spoken up about how she doesn't understand why stories surrounding missing and murdered Native women aren't given the attention they deserve. And I just have to say one thing that I completely agree with her. And she said to Dateline, My mom was somebody too, but who can we turn to? Sometimes it feels like our people don't matter. And all I have to say to that is period queen. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. And I am so sorry, y'all, that this is kind of a short episode, but this is really all I have. And this case has not been well covered at all, and I don't know if it's because she was a native woman, indigenous woman, or it was because this was in such a small town and a state that some people don't even know exist, South Dakota. But after 29, 29 years of this case being open and, like, no new information has been discovered, Tanya has put out a $10,000 reward for anyone that has any new information on this case. There is also a billboard. I don't know if it's still there, but there was a billboard for Monica in Aberdeen, South Dakota. And again, guys, this is still an open, ongoing case. So if you have any information, please contact the Brown County Sheriff's Office at 605-626-7100. That number will be in the show notes. And also, go check out the Justice 4, the number 4, Monica Facebook page. And go just check out some of the information on there. That will also be linked in the show notes. And I appreciate you guys so much for listening to this extremely short episode. And thank you for coming back, even though I've been gone forever. And I hope you guys keep listening. Don't forget to share this podcast with everyone you know. I mainly post on Instagram, so go follow me there. Um, And also, I don't think we're going to have a co-host for a while, guys. My other co-host dropped out of being co-host so hopefully we can find one i or oh wait should i do guests should i like have my friends and stuff that are like interested in, in this come on the podcast that would be so cool wait okay so uh comment on the instagram if you guys want to see guests or hear guests come on the podcast and that's all i have for you guys um don't die um don't get in the car with strangers i don't care if they're your friend's friend if you don't know them don't get in their car and i need to come up with a better exit thing okay bye